This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. to Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Tommy. I'm Addie. And you're listening to Series 2, Episode 6, What Lies Below. <laughs> Not at all ominous, that title. <laughs> uh, let's start it out with some announcements. Um, so we have a few Patreon supporters. You but guys are the best. Uh, we're looking for more. We're starting to roll that content out and uh, there is definitely more to come. Um, so thank you to those of you who are able to uh, donate and enjoy the podcast. Um, we look forward to interacting with you directly in the very near future and sending you your swag. Yeah. And as always, we have our other social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Essential NPCs. Uh, so you can always reach out to us there. We have been loving our your interactions with us, and uh, we look forward to it even more in the future. The more you guys post us, the more we post you, the more interesting our Twitter feed becomes. Yeah, back and forth with the fans. That's one of the reasons why we decided to make this a podcast and not just a home game. That's it for announcements. Let's get right into words with the GM. Hello. Hi, GM. Hello. So last episode was L is for legwork. Legwork is a, an integral part of Shadowrun. Yeah. What's considered, it's actually, I think, in the book described as the anatomy of a Shadowrun. Uh, it starts out with the meat. Uh, your fixer calls you. You go meet the Johnson, and then the Johnson proposes you the job. You negotiate for pay, and then boom. Then there's legwork. And uh, legwork is where you do all the legwork. You do research. You study whatever the job has to do with, and you map out your plan. And that's where the hacker excels. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and then there's the job, and then there's the pay. Uh, there can also be complications in the middle of there. The, the perhaps a double cross. Perhaps a double cross. Uh, the the ever the ever famous Shadowrun double cross that everyone <laughs> always expects. Uh, and this episode, you guys do some legwork instead of jumping into the sewers uh, without a plan. In episode four. Yep. Uh, you. Go shopping for flashlights. <laughs> you go shopping for flashlights. You do more than go shopping for flashlights. But there was definitely a significant amount of flashlight talk during this, <laughs> during this episode. Um, so as legwork is part of the anatomy of a job, how do you as the GM plan for legwork? I don't. <laughs> oh. Well, so sometimes I do a little bit. Um, mo most of my, whenever I'm planning out a job or, or jamming really anything, uh, and I propose a problem for the, uh, the players to figure out, um, I don't particularly concern myself with how they could figure it out. I pose the problem and I make it as reasonable as I think I can while also making it challenging. And then I just kind of think they'll figure out how they're going to do it. What I will do is I will try to make legwork go quickly. Mm -hmm. um, it is very easy to uh, get bogged down in the legwork of a Shadowrun and end up making it so that like a normal session of Shadowrun that isn't 
an hour and a half podcast episode right. um, uh, is like 80% legwork, 20% job. And I tried to kind of push that line a little more so that there's more job than legwork, uh, if possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not always the case. Sometimes jobs do require a lot of legwork. To that end, things like having you people roll a couple tests just as a general, like this is how much information you get. You don't need to roll anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's what I did for, for you. You knocked it out of the park with your research and I'm like, sweet. Yeah, you're fine. You know a lot of things. <laughs> um, but, uh, I wouldn't like have you roll a bunch of tests. Like if you decide to research something else, I might just use your previous rolls so that I can be like, what else do you want to find out? You rolled some dice. Let's, you know, I'm going to apply those dice to all searches you do now on this job within reason depending on how much time you have to plan, uh, which is another thing I do, where I, if I want the legwork to be short, I will give the team not a lot of time to do it. I guess, I guess I didn't do that this time. But there was sort of that pressure of, well, we don't want any more people disappearing. Right, right. Like, the job was, go find out what's going on and tell and, me. And there's no time limit, but the sooner you get it figured out, the sooner we can save these people. Yeah. Uh, another interesting part of the legwork on this job was when Bumbles uh, called up one of his contacts, which is a useful thing to do in Shadowrun. I mean, Boomer used his contact, Brutus, to get some ammo. Um, and contacts are a very useful part of the Shadowrun uh, character creation process. You can kind of set yourself up with some people who you can call up to get certain types of items or certain types of favors, like, I don't know, borrowing some drones from the Mitsuhama delivery truck. Or not. Or not. Uh, <laughs> Bumbles calls up Jerry and uh, tries to convince him that his life is in peril and uh, that he should um, push his luck and steal some drones on short notice from his uh, employers. And uh, Bumbles has an interesting negative quality, which is one of my favorite things about Shadowrun character creation is positive and negative qualities. Uh, Bumbles has bad luck, which mechanically means uh, that the first time Bumbles uses edge in a session, uh, whether it be to re-roll failures on a test or turn a test that's a critical glitch into a normal glitch or turn a test that's a glitch into not a glitch, anything like that. Any of the reasons why you would use edge, uh, the first time he does it in a session, he has to roll a d6. If that d6 comes up with a 1 the exact opposite of what he's trying to do occurs. Uh, So if he was trying to turn a regular glitch into not a glitch, it would immediately become a critical glitch. So what I had him do is I had him re-roll all of his failures, but any hits that he got on that counted as ones, which turned it into a critical glitch. Um, (laughs) And we don't know what the result of that critical glitch is. He got off the phone with Jerry, never heard back from him. Jerry's going to die. Maybe we'll find out later what happened to Jerry. Poor Jerry. (laughs) But yes, we can most likely assume poor Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) Positive and negative qualities, man. They add a lot of interesting flavor to Shadowrun. Yeah, it's fun uh, because a lot of the negative qualities have mechanical benefits, but some of them are just... um, These are things that you have about you uh, that, for one reason or another, affect your Shadowrun career. Um, 
the reason that most people take them is because at character creation, you get uh, more karma to spend on other things uh, if you take negative qualities. So Mouse has an obscene amount of negative qualities uh, <laughs> that gives her all of her lovable quirks. Yep. Um, and because of that, she also has a ton of positive qualities that allow her to be a really good hacker. I like it because a lot of times when you're making a character in uh, an RPG, you, at least I, come up with like something that makes the, them have a unique personality. Uh, in Shadowrun, there are mechanical things you can gain from that. Like you can make them actually part of the game. Cause like in another system, you may be like, my guy's deathly afraid of spiders. And then it's on you to role play that. Like you just, it's just something you choose to do. Um, and so it's not really incentivized, uh, in other RPGs. Whereas with Shadowrun, it's like if you can have a phobia of spiders and then you get a uh, a negative bonus whenever uh, a negative modifier whenever you're nearby spiders um and then by doing so you add a mechanical uh, representation of this character quirk and at character creation you get some extra points to spend elsewhere to make yourself better in different things it gives you it's basically a laundry list of cool ideas to hamstring your character which i really love i love making Shadowrun characters with all the negative qualities yeah with that, I guess it's time to ask you what your favorite moment was. Oh, God. Um, I would say my favorite part as a GM uh, was probably when, after all that happened, uh, Bumbles is like, if I'm not mistaken, I have an appointment. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes back to lock him in grep for his suits. And I was listing him off. I was listing him off. I'm like, these are all pretty simple. And then I just threw in the one like wild suit, this like bright, vibrant purple suit. Uh, and that's the one he wants. And then I immediately decided that that was like a really special thing for grep. Like she's always like offered the purple suit in the like mock-ups for people, but no one ever chooses it because it's really gauche. And Bumbles is like, it's beautiful. <laughs> and, and Lockham's like, Thank you. <laughs> um, that was fun because uh, playing those characters is always fun. They were your original creation, and uh, I am happy to have a chance to give them a moment to shine. And you do them justice. Aw, oh, thanks. Uh, what about you? What was your favorite part? My favorite part was um, the Silver Bullets, um, <laughs> where it was like, uh, I don't know, this might be really strange, da-da-da-da-da, but... Silver bullets. <laughs> yeah. And then and then Brutus is like, yeah, I mean, there's like werewolves and stuff. And I think Covert was literally like leading up because he thought that like Brutus was going to make fun of Boomer. Well, well that's because Covert knows there's no rules for silver bullets in, in Shadowrun. They don't exist as far as the rules are concerned. But there's no way I'm going to have a Shadowrun universe that doesn't have silver bullets. I mean, they're going to be expensive and kind of hard to find, but fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense for there to be a world with werewolves and harvesters and no silver bullets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I found that was really entertaining. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> It's the little things. And with that, I suppose we can move on forward to Series 2, Episode 6, What Lies Below. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Mouse. I'd tell you all about me, except I don't remember it. The first thing I can remember is waking up in Doc's clinic a year and a half ago. Doc's a big, scary-looking troll, but he saved me from dying that night. 
and took me in. Really, he's a big softie. I mean, he's not soft, but he's nice. And since he took me in, he's kind of felt like my dad. If I had a dad, which I don't, I don't think. But I do have a little sister, Sierra, and that's where things get complicated. I didn't even know she existed until Doc brought her to the clinic. He told me that a man died to save her from wherever she was and that we had to hide her away. It cost a lot of money that I didn't have, and I'm pretty sure that Doc called in a lot of favors to make her safe. I've always owed Doc for making me a part of his family, but now I owe him a lot more. I wasn't sure how I was going to pay him back until recently. That's when I found out about the Matrix. And I just get it. It's so fun to go in and fly around and break the rules. And apparently, that's what makes a good Decker. And I'm a really good Decker. So now I've got a way to pay Doc back for saving me and Sierra by shadow running. He isn't too happy about it, but he would never tell me what I can't do. And even though I'm bad at telling what people are thinking or feeling, I like to think that sometimes when I come back from a successful run, he's proud of me. I was born Edwin Corvo, a dryad, but you can call me by my street name, Bumbles. I spent much of my life in England evading the ire of my father. I earned it first for mum's death and childbirth, which to this day, I contend is much more his fault than mine. When I turned 18, he put me to work in his factory, so he could both keep an eye on and berate me. Unfortunately for him, my attempts to upgrade the assembly line resulted in a large explosion, completely wrecking the factory. I decided to flee to the countryside where I ended up at a small university. There I made the friends I never had as a child, but presenting myself as a fellow student got out of hand and I ended up unofficially attending university for the next three years. That is until another experiment of mine went awry and I accidentally detonated the entire chemistry department. Knowing this would draw the attention of my father, I quickly left the country. My expeditious retreat put me in debt, however, and I was put to work as a shadow runner to pay it off. Turns out, I'm quite the talented rigger, and folks now pay me to blow things up. I'm meeting interesting people, making friends, and acquiring more money than I could have ever dreamed of. I got my own car. I was even able to soup it up a bit. My only regret is that I didn't come to Seattle sooner. Oh, um, hi. My name is Sora Matasara, uh, but on the streets I go by Kashmir. Uh, I'm a 20-year-old human living in the Bellevue neighborhood of Seattle. Uh, I grew up in Japan, tutored in magic at the insistence of my... my father, uh, a higher-up at Mitsuhama Computer Technologies. Uh, it wasn't the best time in my childhood. Between my mother leaving us and uh, the rigorous magical tutoring provided by my father's company, as well as well, my father in general, at least I always had my spirits. Um, I didn't get to have any real metahuman friends growing up, but my spirits were all the friends I needed. Eventually, I wanted to take my magic and my spirits and, and test them on the streets, but my very first run went very horribly wrong, and I had to leave Japan. But now I'm here in Seattle, uh, going on runs, doing karaoke with my spirits, uh, just living the life. Oh, and why Kashmir? Uh, well, it 
gets quite chilly at night, and apparently I'm the only person in the shadows who recognizes the value of a good cardigan. <laughs> Their loss. Hoi, chummers. They call me Puma. Not sure if it's because I'm an Aussie or if it has something to do with my work. Nah. Anyway, my job's to either shoot Drek, chop it up, or break into it. <laughs> You'd be surprised how stealthy a big red Oni can be. Now, I've gone and pissed off the Vori, my former employers, so I've been keeping a low profile. A Yakuza boss I hate to kill, Yama, is now my best friend and fixer. Long story there, mate. He's been keeping me busy, finding me work, keeping the Vori off my back. Thanks, mate. I may be on the run, but I enjoy getting to be my own man. So, it's time to raise some hell and geek some hoops. Look out, Seattle. It's Boomer time! The last time we left our Shadowrunners, uh, they were given a job to investigate a ghoul infestation uh, in a very poor part of the Redmond neighborhood of Seattle, um, which is saying a lot because Redmond is terrible. They encountered a, a ghoul as it took a, a small child into the sewers. Um, after a bit of debate and an impassioned speech by Boomer, uh, the party's resident Oni, Street Samurai, they decided to... Uh, take the path of practicality and not go in uh, half-cocked into the sewer where there are uh, how, Lord knows how many ghouls and instead uh, stock up on supplies and go in with a plan. Um, this meant leaving the child, Robert, uh, to die in the sewers um, and Bumbles uh, made sure his death was quick and painless as he secretly... Uh, executed the child uh, with his drones um, without uh, keying the rest of the party in. Uh, the party regrouped the next day, uh, continued to uh, do some research, decided that uh, one creature they may have seen through Bumble's drones uh, in the sewers was uh, what's called a harvester, which is much scarier and bigger than uh, your average ghoul. And the party stocked up on UV lights and some silver ammunition, uh, knowing that harvesters are uh, have a severe, well, a moderate allergy to uh, silver. And uh, with all of their ducks in a row, they returned to the area where Robert was taken and uh, climbed into the sewers, where uh, they were briefly uh, attacked by a couple ghouls, uh, which they made short work of. Um, Bumbles, Mouse, and Boomer are all in the sewers physically, while Kashmir is back uh, in Bumbles' van spot, astrally projecting himself uh, to the scene, uh, flanked on either side by his two bound spirits, uh, Araga, an, an air spirit, and Kuraga, a plant spirit. Uh, the team is heading through the tunnels, with a perimeter of drones, courtesy of Bumbles, uh, all strapped with UV lights in various locations. And, uh, yeah, you guys are continuing on. Uh, you're getting closer to the place where you saw Robert. 
Uh, all right. Um, I would like to call Red Leader back for a moment. Okay. Uh, pop him open. Sure. Take the silver bullets off the belt. Okay. Uh, Boomer, I think you can do more with these than Red Leader can. No offense, Red Leader. I believe in you. I love you. You're my favorite. Um, <laughs> and None uh, taken, Bumbles. And uh, I'll give Boomer the silver bullets for his assault rifle. Sure. Boomer, you take a little bit of time uh, loading those into your magazines. Um, it was 60 silver rounds. So into a magazine. <laughs> into a magazine. One of your magazines is a silver magazine. And uh, you guys proceed. That only took about like a minute to do. Um, While they were doing that, um, can I see if I can't suss out where that um, jammer is by uh, tracing it? You'd have to get a mark on it to trace it. And uh, the signal is super fickle. Uh, interacting with it will provide more noise, as is the nature with with jammers. They provide right. noise around. So themselves. even if I have, if I point my Fresnel fabric in the right direction, and then also pop in signal scrub, I won't have. How enough. much noise reduction are you working with there? Four. You're still going to have a decent amount of noise. Uh, you start to like kind of approach the the signal like in the matrix. I mean, you're still in your physical body. So it's not like your consciousness is moving forward, but like you kind of like move your AR around and like right, zoom in as you zoom in, like, cause <laughs> you have SimSense running, like you feel like this, like, uh, this resistance as you reach for it. Uh, and, uh, you're suffering to interact with it. You're suffering at, uh, you said you have eight noise reduction. Uh, you're still working at a minus eight, but you are totally welcome to try and get a mark on it with that penalty. Um, I guess I, I guess I'll try it. Crestland, don't fail me now. At a minus eight? It actually requires two marks for you to get a trace icon. Nothing happens. (laughs) There are no ones. A a mark appears on your host, uh, on your pan. I clear it. Okay. (laughs) So you you, uh, reset your your, uh, cyber deck. I need to be closer. Yeah, you reset your cyber deck after, uh, after attempting to... Hack something and failing. <laughs> Be right back, Crethlin. <laughs> <laughs> and you clear and you no longer have a mark on you. Yeah. All right. So you guys are continuing on. Um, at this point, yeah, Mouse, you're, uh, you're working at like, uh, you, you're definitely getting a lot of noise uh, connecting to the Matrix proper. Um, Bumbles, you're having some noise because you are like running things wirelessly. So they're taking in like, you know, they're using like computing processing from like the Matrix in general. Um, but as far as the type of noise you experienced before when you sent your drones down and you were surface side, sure. uh, it's not as bad um, at the moment. You're sitting at like both of you uh, minus four for any matrix actions. Uh, All right. Is commanding the drones a matrix action? Uh, becoming one of the drones or firing the drones uh, ma- like Taking control remotely. of them. Yeah, yeah. in them. any way. But telling them to shoot is not uh, right. a matrix action that at least requires a role so it doesn't affect your noise really. So you guys uh, turn a corner, and it is a familiar corner uh, to you, Bumbles, and uh, uh, it is the path that uh, kind of opens up into a viaduct, for batter- <laughs> for lack of a better word. It's like kind of a place where a bunch of the tunnels all like come together, sure. um, like a hub, uh, and that's where uh, uh, Robert uh, died. Is he still there? Uh, looking through the dark uh, with your UV lights and everything, as you turn the corner, you don't see a form uh, where Robert's form used to be. All right, I'll breathe a small sigh of relief. You guys walk forward. Uh, you, this is, you know, you see like the blood 
where Robert was. Um, Boomer, you notice uh, uh, bullet holes uh, where, like, the blood splatters are, like, amongst the gore, uh, as well as a couple that, like, hit, like, the walls. Um, But uh, you know where that came from. (laughs) Uh, And the rest of you, they're not, like, extremely noticeable for someone who hasn't seen a lot of firefight. Um, Is there a path of blood? Uh, it's hard to, hard to tell. Uh, this place is kind of damp. We uh, do have UV lights. <laughs> do you have like, an orange lens to put over your eyes so you can then see the glow? <laughs> no. So you guys, you, you look a little bit, uh, I mean, it's, it, there's just a lot of blood in general. Um, the, and you do see the form of the ghoul that was murdered by the harvester over where Robert was. That is still there. Do these creatures leave any sort of astral signature? No, no. They're not, like, casting spells or anything like that. Right. So they don't leave a trace in Astral, really. Got it. Okay, I need everyone to roll an audio perception test for me. Bumble's got a three. Okay. All right, guys, I don't think my earbuds are working. What did you What did you roll for your perception, Boomer? One. Okay, three for Bumble's, one for Boomer. How much for Mouse? Six. Six for Mouse? That's three for me and four for each of my spirits. Okay, so pretty much everyone but Boomer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're looking around, Boomer. You're you're marking the uh, the ballistics of uh, the gunshots, um, and you're like kind of glancing at like Bumbles meaningfully, um, and Bumbles is turning his head to the sound that he hears. Um, all of you hear uh, a rustling and uh, some like rocks like going like, you know, uh, and you all turn and. Uh, in a, I'm assuming you shine lights and stuff. Um, there's sure. yeah, the drones uh, they contract the perimeter a bit and focus. Some of them focus their lights there. Uh, so there's a there's um, kind of a smaller, uh, not like a walkway type of uh, uh, hole, but like a, a about six feet, seven feet up um, on the wall. There's like kind of a drainage hole, uh, and you shine it up there, and uh, you're ah. As uh, uh, you see a small form um, up in the uh, uh, up in there, uh, wincing against the light, uh, it is a small ghoul child. Um, child, it's hard to say exactly how old, but yeah. And oh, please, please don't hurt! Do not hurt me, please. Okay. What are you doing down here? This is not safe place for. For anyone, can you take lights off of me, please? Sure, it yeah, hurts. The, the it drones, hurts. um, they don't turn away so much as they aim below. Okay, oh, that's that is much better. Thank you, Mr. Man. Oh, my God. uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. Um, who are you? Who are you? I am Bumbles. You, you're looking for the boy, yes? Uh, I guess in a rather roundabout way, yeah, but more directly, we're investigating feral ghouls and why there are so many. Because this is a safe place for us and and we, we get plenty of food. You don't strike me as feral, small ghoul child. Well, sometimes it's safer to travel with the packs of feral ghouls than travel alone. Um, quick question. So if... This is a ghoul child, yes? Yeah. Do they just sort of become feral, or what's the process to ferality mm, like for you, ghouls? If you had a DNI, you could ask Mouse. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
Um, so yeah, you, you're unsure. Can I whisper? <laughs> yeah, you could float over to a mouse and whisper. Yeah. Hey, mouse. Mm-hmm. So and all the stuff about ghouls. What is this a feral ghoul, or is it going to be a feral ghoul? Uh, you know that um, the loss of sentience uh, is an effect of becoming a ghoul. Uh, if, if you're going to be a feral ghoul, you become a feral ghoul when you become a ghoul. Uh, if you're retaining your sentience, you will retain your sentience. Hmm. He's not feral. <laughs> does, he have, does, he, does he have to eat people? Yes. Oh, well, that's a, a mark against him, I would say. <laughs> What are you whispering about? I know you're whispering about me, but what are you saying? Um, he's just sort of asking if you have to eat people. Yes, I do. And then he uh, disagreed with that as a life choice. That's um, not really a life. That's not really. <laughs> I, I, I do not know. <laughs> I, I do not know if I would call it a choice. It's, it's, I, I. I will die if I do not eat flesh, and that's why I'm here because because the people who are who we are fed down here are already dead. So I do not feel so bad. Oh well, that's certainly nice. One moment, this isn't about you, um, <laughs> mouse. Uh, so is there are there ghouls? Are there ghouls who live above ground who just sort of? Oh no, I guess not above ground really. Are, is there a way for ghouls to eat like tofu people? Like, like a vegetarian pe- people substitute. No. So they have to eat. There's yes. no just sort of ghouls no. living side by side. Shh. <laughs> I, I feel like that was about me. It was. Bumbles, when did you turn into mouse? I just, I'm trying to establish a rapport with the ghoul child. My uh, name is Welby. All right, Welby. Um... Do you know why there's a jammer down here? It's for where the food comes from. That's ominous. I I do not know. I just know that sometimes there are bodies down here and we don't go nearby the shiny place because uh, it is it is scary. And there's there's preventative measures, as my brother calls them. What sort? Uh, There are there are guns and and it. It will it will hurt you if you touch. Um, what if we were to be able to disable those guns for you? Could you take us there? I I do not know if I want to. You, I. He kind of looks at Bumbles and looks at the drones. And goes, I I recognize the drones. Oh right, um, drones. You can sort of just fly over there for a sec, um, and I walk up to Welby. He kind of like scurries back a little bit in the drainage thing, so you can't reach him, but he's there. Sure. No, I get it. That's that's fine, little, little guy. Um, so you were, uh, I cut my D and I again. Okay. <laughs> um, so you you were here for that, yeah? Yes, I saw the boy was hurt. Yeah, I know. Um, and I'm guessing you saw what took him after, yeah? Yeah, it's the big scary. Th- Monster thing, harvester. Harvester. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mouse over there told us about him. Um, what? Nothing. Yeah. How much of this can we hear? If you move up closer, you can probably hear it pretty easily. 
Are you? Don't scare him. Well, I'm. I'm trying not to. By cornering him. Are you okay, Welby? Um, I. Hello. Uh. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mouse. Hi, Mouse. Um, your hair is blue. It is. <laughs> how How old are you? Um, I am nine. Nine. This many. That's so old. You're basically a grown up. I I don't. Well, not basically. Yeah. But but <laughs> you're you're. You 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 four should not be here. The the boy is probably eaten. I just wanted to tell you that you he is he is gone, and and you should go back before before you get hurt. Can you point us to the shiny place? I could. What what would you be? Do- and he he looks over his shoulder and goes, um. You should go now. You, you should go now. Uh, drones, please, please, um, you know, do your thing. Uh, and at that point, you guys start hearing rustling and, and stuff, uh, basically sounds coming from all the other tunnels that lead to this place. Uh, and he goes, hey, you, you might be able to outrun them. Uh, I'm very sorry. It's, it's uh, g- good luck. And uh, he goes scurrying up the uh, drainage pipe that he had. Uh, all right, I have the drones reform in a... Defensive perimeter. Yeah. Everyone roll initiative. <laughs> we'll be with him later. We've got literally and figuratively bigger problems. <laughs> Mouse, what's your initiative? 25. Uh, Bumbles? 18. Uh, Boomer? 25. Guess what time it is. <laughs> uh, Cashmere? Mine is 16. And uh, for your spirits? Eraga is 25, and Kiraga is 23. Okay, so the drones have reinstated their defensive perimeter. You've backed up to the group, presumably, uh, inside that defensive perimeter. Yes, I have. Uh, You're standing next to the body of the one dead ghoul in the middle of where uh, Robert uh, was uh, put down mercifully, and uh, you hear on all sides of you from the... uh, like six different tunnel entrances to this area, uh, just tons of clawing and screeching, and just the the obvious sounds of uh, of ghouls coming from all directions. Um, you've all rolled initiative, and uh, right uh, right at that moment, you all see uh, down the different tunnels. Uh, uh, down each tunnel, there's six different tunnels, uh, four ghouls in each tunnel, basically, uh, go, like running some of them a little like on foot and some of them have uh, regressed uh, to a point where they're running on all fours um, and uh, they come sprinting at you and Eraga goes first. Um, understanding the situation, Eraga uh, <laughs> uh, is going to uh, zip down one of the tunnels and uh, engage with one of the ghouls. Um, and he is going to kind of uh, swoop up uh, in front of the ghouls and let out a cone of electricity as a noxious breath. Uh, go ahead and roll that uh, power up, Roman. I really need to be busting these guys out more often. Let's <laughs> roll 15 on this. Yes. <laughs> That's five hits on noxious breath. Okay. Uh, the ghouls see this form of this uh, electric crane in front of them, and they both they all kind of like scatter and like freak out and kind of jump back as it opens its maw and lets out this uh, this like cone of electric uh, storm energy, um, which uh, hits them. 
Okay. Uh, they all stumble back and get like electrocuted a little bit. Um, they're still standing, and Iraga is standing in front of them, uh, full of rage. <laughs> uh, can I see this? Yeah, you see it happen. Well done. Uh, Boomer and Mouse. Is there is there a choke point we can all back into? Not currently. Every single tunnel leading to this place has ghouls, and you're stuck in the center. Looks like I'm chucking a grenade at another tunnel. Okay. Uh, you pull out, uh, pull off one of your grenades. It's uh, already activated wirelessly, so you can just use a simple action to toss it and a free action to blow it up. Yay, me. <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll that throw weapons. Please do not miss. Oh, I wouldn't weigh too much. Uh, four. Okay. It lands directly where you want it, uh, right in the middle of these four ghouls. Uh, and kablooms. Uh, <laughs> and since that was a simple action, I'm going to throw another one down another tunnel. You won't be able to detonate this one this turn. But I can. But she can. Yes, I have something to do. What <laughs> <laughs> mouse? You get this one. And I check it. Where does it land? <laughs> well, yeah, let's see. Ooh, five. Yep, it lands exactly where he wants it, in the in the middle of all four ghouls. Kabow. So uh, Boomer tosses uh, one grenade, uh, lands it right behind the uh, ghouls running down one tunnel, and that grenade instantly goes, and uh, the explosive power of it uh, comes funneling down the tunnel, uh, engulfing those ghouls and shooting out the tunnel, but not quite reaching you guys. Um, And you feel the heat of it. Um, and then you hear the crushing sound as that tunnel collapses on those ghouls. And then the other... Quick question. Yeah. Was that the tunnel we came from? No, that one wasn't. Okay. Uh, he throws another one, uh, and it lands again right behind those ghouls. Mouse, uh, it is your initiative pass as well. Question, is this the tunnel we came from? No. Okay. Um, guys, a quick note. We're going to have to go down one of these tunnels. Oh, there's plenty. Mouse, what are you doing? I'm going to blow up the grenade. Yep, it's a simple action to blow up the grenade. Boop. Uh, It blows up and uh, doesn't collapse that tunnel. Um, But uh, again, it was perfectly placed so that the explosion funnels through the, uh, the tunnel, shoots out. You guys feel the heat of it and you hear the screams of the ghouls inside. (laughs) <laughs> this never gets old. <laughs> Bumbles, yeah, and, all, and, and presumably all four of them are dead. Okay. <laughs> um, how bad is the noise? Is it still four? Oh, I thought you meant the actual noise, which I was about to say, like the cacophonous it's explosion, really yeah. uh, like oh, momentarily deafens all of you except for Kashmir because you're astral, <laughs> so like your ears don't wow. hurt. You just hear it, and you're like, hey. wow. <laughs> music to my ears. Yep. <laughs> um, Ow. <laughs> As far as uh, noise goes, um, now that you guys have entered this hub, um, the noise has gone up exponentially. Um, and uh, you're working with a negative 14 uh, before noise reduction. Can I just, can I do a matrix perception? Yarp. What are you looking for? I want to get a clear picture of the jammer and then if there's anything else that I can like see in the, like, cause th- he said that there was something. Yes, so there's gotta be something to see something. behind the jammer. Um, I know it's pretty tough and I probably can't, but I'm going to try anyway. Three. <laughs> uh, you scan the matrix 
and um, alongside the jammer, um, you suddenly see uh, what is unmistakably a host of which the jammer is a part of. Oh, thank God. <laughs> There's something for me to do. Okay, I guess that's my turn. Sure. Uh, so you trigger the grenade, uh, and then you look in the matrix, and out of like the weird, soupy fuzziness of the noise, uh, the icon of the jammer that you saw uh, morphs in with the icon of a host, okay. um, which uh, looks like a coffin. Oh. And <laughs> Kiraga's going to go. You know what? Actually, I'm going to let you just control whatever your spirits do because you're in tune enough with them that uh, that you can choose their actions without me telling you what to roll. So there's full remaining un... Three. three. Arag is in one. Oh, right, one right. had a grenade go off and, and didn't collapse, and the other one had a grenade go off and, it, and did collapse. Which is the closest one? You're kind of all centered in... Uh, or or which, which has the ghouls closest to us? They're all running in at similar paces. There's basically three unchecked tunnels of ghouls. Are they all sort of in the same direction? It would be nice if we could sort of consolidate, like have two... Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, so two of them are next to each other, and one of them is the one that you guys came from. Great, I'll send Kiroga down that one, uh, and I'll have it, uh... Or have it hold its action on that tunnel, and wait for, uh... Just, like, engulf somebody. Okay, so it, uh, yeah, it, it kind of sits at the edge of the tunnel. As soon as the ghouls get within range, uh, he will interrupt with an engulf. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so Kiraga positions himself by the tunnel that you guys came from. A uh, nice little swirl of uh, lotus petals goes, and then, like, hovers there as the ghouls are running at it. Uh, doesn't seem to do anything active. Bumbles, you're up. All right, um, can I recall when Welby mentioned the shiny place? Mm-hmm. Did his eyes go to a specific tunnel? Uh, yes. And I remember which tunnel that is. Yes, uh, it is the tunnel that uh, blew up but didn't collapse. Perfect. Yes! I send uh, one rotodrone each to the three remaining tunnels. Uh, uh, I guess Kiraga is in front of one of them. And each of them fires a grenade at uh, the ghouls. Fire away. All right. Um, so uh, the first one will be, I guess, the way we came. Okay. That is four hits. Okay. It lands exactly where you want it. Uh, following Boomer's uh, example, you are able to place the grenade behind uh, the ghouls in a way so that the uh, explosion does not reach. I have enough experience with explosives to, to know. Yeah. Do not put them near me if possible. <laughs> <laughs> and this was the day Boomer and Bumbles became bestest friends. I'm imagining at this point we're back to back. Cackling. We are cackling. So the grenade lobs in. Uh, blows up behind them, and the tunnel collapses on top of them. <laughs> the way you guys came from is now shut. <laughs> Wait, why did you do that? Now for the other two. <laughs> right, uh, so uh, just next one clockwise, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That is three hits. Okay, uh, that grenade lobs through, uh, funnels the the. F- the fire of the explosion through uh, encases the ghouls, and as the explosion clears, you see them scorched and burned, but still heading towards you. All right. Third, uh, third tunnel. Next tunnel. 
Ooh. I'm going to... Has my edge recharged? Your edge has recharged, yes. All right. I will regret this and use my edge. All right. Roll a d6 to see if your bad luck comes into play. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> boom, 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 boom. It does. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, God! What did you roll initially? None. Okay, okay. All right, so your drone uh, first... Boom. Uh, the first tunnel, the tunnel you guys came from, collapses in on those ghouls. Uh, Iraga and Red, or Kuraga and Red Leader, uh, both at the the precipice of that collapse. Uh, and then, boom, second tunnel blows up, doesn't collapse. Uh, those ghouls uh, let out screeches, but continue to run at you, slightly scorched with burns. Uh, and then the uh, you press the third button, and nothing happens. And then that drone blows up. As the grenade malfunctions and detonates inside of it. Oh, red two. No. <laughs> uh, no. I need everyone to roll a damage resist test, except for Kashmir, who is there astrally. Uh, what was the armor piercing you said? Uh, minus two. Boomer, how many hits did you get? Nine. Nine? You're okay. Uh, Bumbles, how many did you get? I got... Uh... Six. Six? Uh, you take two stun damage. Mouse, how many hits did you get? Uh, six. You also take two stun damage. So uh, that was right next to another one of your drones, so one of your drones has to roll armor and body. The drone that was next in the tunnel next to that one. Okay. Uh, that is four hits for red three. Uh, it takes nine damage. All right. It is still flying. Yep. (laughs) So the third grenade goes off in the drone, uh, just detonating that drone, (laughs) Um, and pushes, uh, engulfs the drone next to it, uh, Red 3, um, with fire, scorching a lot of its uh, framework and making it kind of dip a little bit, but it stays uh, airborne, Uh, gets shoved a good good, couple feet by the explosion, and the rest of you get shoved by the explosion as well. Uh, Just the the blast of it like knocks the wind out of Bumbles and Mouse um, and Boomer uh, it you like raise up an arm and duck and like the, the blast of it like hits you but like you kind of like you know it you stand strong against it and, and uh, seem more or less unfazed compared to the rest who kind of get stumbled back and almost fall that was mildly uncomfortable does it collapse the tunnel it was next to no <laughs> damn <laughs> alright I will have uh, each of the noise skeetos take position at the empty tunnels mm-hmm. and just sort of shine the UV lights down there. The, the ones that do have the ghouls or the ones that don't have the ghouls? The ones that do have the ghouls. The ones that do have the ghouls, but not Iraga. Correct. Gotcha. And just let me know when... You can, can, you can, if you want uh, Kiraga to do something, you can do it right now. Sure. Um, the one that the uh, drone just blew up in front of that has the sort of unscathed um, ghouls? Yep. I'm going to have Kiraga go over there and cast Accident on all of them to try and trip them up. Ha! Okay. He's going to cast it on both tunnels. There's four in each. So no, you can do four each. and then two. Uh, I'll do that. Okay. Uh, so he pulls back, uh, targeting one of the, the unscathed ones. What's the other tunnel? Is he going to do the, the ones with fire or the ones with Araga? Uh, the ones with fire. Because okay. they're, they're the ones next to each other, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Those tunnels are right next to each other. Four hits. So the two ghouls that are, are uh, scorched and running, uh, they trip up. 
the other two that are in that tunnel continue running over them. Um, but yeah, they uh, one uh, kind of trips and uh, uh, like falls off of the like ledge on the edge and into the center where there's like a shallow bit of water trickling. Um, the other one just flat out face plants, <laughs> and uh, both of the other ghouls just keep running. So two of the uh, four unscathed ghouls uh, also have similar accidents, tripping up, and uh, one of them just for some reason like turns unexpectedly into the wall and just face plants into the wall and like stumbles back. Um, and then the other two continue running forward. Uh, so you have two scorched ones running out of that tunnel and then uh, two unscathed ones running out of the, the final tunnel. Mm-hmm. And it's your turn, Kashmir. I'll just stun bolt one of the... Uh... One of the unscathed ones. One of the unscathed ones? All right, mm-hmm. go for it. I'll cast it at full four. Okay. Uh, that's six hits. <laughs> you get to count four of them. Yeah. All right. Um, Damn. So uh, you see Araga and Kiraga doing their job. You turn and you see the, the two unscathed uh, ghouls running at you. You fling a stun bolt at one of them. It kind of hits it and stumbles it a little bit, but it keeps running forward. Now it's the ghoul's turn. Uh, so you have four ghouls currently running at you, and Eraga has four surrounding him. Uh, those four are all going to attack Eraga at the same time. Ooh. Um, he does have energy aura. Yeah, so they'll hurt themselves doing so. Okay, cool. Uh, but uh, Ha-ha, nerds. Yeah, roll, uh, <laughs> roll reaction and intuition for Eraga. Um, do it at a minus... Uh, three. That's four hits. Alright, so Iraga is struck, and unfortunately they are dual-natured, so they can hurt his astral body, uh, so he doesn't get any armor, he just rolls uh, his body to resist this. That's one hit. Okay, uh, Iraga takes uh, seven damage. Uh, do they Do they get hurt back? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, they do, because they also exist on the physical plane. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, so they uh, they jump up and start clawing at Araga. You see uh, astrally his body is being kind of torn apart and defeathered, uh, and uh, he lets out a screech of pain. No! Um, and uh, it actually seems to... The pain seems to push back his uh, his energy aura, and he's unable to unleash a, a, an electric field around him. Um, so they tear at him without any ta- taking any damage from his energy aura. Um... The other uh, four that are running down the ways, um, two of them are going to jump at Kiraga, um, and then the other two are going to run into the group. Uh, the ultraviolet doesn't seem to have any effect. Then it does. I mean, yeah, they're no, they're, they're no unhappy. De- no deterrent effect. It's yeah, it's giving them negative po- uh, modifiers. Right. Uh, they're running at you guys. They seem unhappy about the lights, uh, but they're they're sprinting forward. Uh, so they run, uh, uh, trying to skirt around the uh, the UV lights. Um, but uh, two of them jump at Kiraga, and the other two are going to jump at Mouse. So uh, Mouse, I need to roll. Uh, Reaction and intuition to dodge for me. I go to I go full defense. That's my willpower to my dodge, right? Yep. Okay. Mouse goes full defense. <laughs> dodge. All right. Three. 
All right, mouse. Uh, they jump up on you. Oh my god. Um, and reach for you. Uh, long black razor sharp fingernails clawing at your face, oh teeth god. biting down. One mouth bites down on your arm. <laughs> and uh, and like you hear like the of like teeth cracking. Uh, large fanged teeth cracking against the metal of your arm and since you took the brunt of the charge with your arm you shove them both off with a strength equal to boomer uh, <laughs> as they both uh, go stumbling back and look really confused as this tiny little thing just shoved them away <laughs> boomer and eraga you're both up those fuckers going after mouse hell no uh, I'm gonna do a long burst at each of them yeah, you're splitting your pool. Hell yeah. All right. Okay, first one is four. And the second one. How high is the hub? Is three. Uh, strafing around mouse with your fire. Um, you Hold still. You hit one of them cleanly uh, in the chest. It stumbles back and falls over, but starts to scramble to its feet. Um, and you miss the other one because you uh, you overcorrected in attempting not to hit mouse, uh, barely barely missing it by like a hair. Told you to stand still. Um, the one that you hit though has like four bullet holes like right in the sternum and is like coughing up blood as it's trying to stand up. Uh, what's Eraga doing, Kashmir? Uh, so oh, how high is the hub we're in? I'd say uh, the tunnels, well, I guess the head clearance would be like uh, like seven feet, uh, the tunnels, and then the hub uh, goes up an extra like four feet. Uh, Aroga, uh, noxious breath. Okay. And I post-edged it. Seven hits. He hits. Nice. All right. Uh, pulling back from uh, shaking off the ghouls that are all trying to pull him to the ground, Araga swoops up just above them. They're all kind of clawing, and they make a nice little cluster for him as he just shoots down an electric cone of, uh, of energy out of his beak and uh, cooks them, and all four of them fall down dead. Sick. And then does You can't he... keep Araga down. <laughs> does he move to join you, or does he stay in that tunnel? He, um comes back into the hub and then flies up to the ceiling. Okay. There were two of them going at Kuraga, though, uh, on their turn. We forgot to resolve that. That's six hits? Yeah, so on the turn that I forgot to do, it didn't matter because the uh, <laughs> the, the, the two ghouls try to get uh, Kuraga and he just like spins around. Like, like with the it. wind. Yeah, and they just kind of get pushed back by the wind of it and, uh, and don't seem to like hit him. Uh, they swing and miss the leaf petals that they're trying to claw at. Um, but it is uh, Kiraga's turn. Uh, Kiraga will engulf the unscathed one on Mouse. Okay, he pulls back from the two that are trying to swipe at him and just goes... Whoosh. Three hits. Uh, Kiraga pulls back as the uh, two ghouls are lunging for him. Uh, his leaves kind of go into like a linear thing as he tries to speed his way to uh, col uh, collide with the ghoul that um, is still standing next to Mouse. Um, and the ghoul sees it coming and uh, kind of like swings and ducks at the same time and Kiraga is forced to like curve above him to uh, avoid being hit and ends up on the other side of him. Bumbles, you're up. All right, um, there is a ghoul on the ground by Mouse who looks like shit. Yes. And there is a ghoul who is unscathed 
also. Also by mouse. And then there's two singed ghouls uh, nearby the tunnel that were just fighting Kiraga. Um, I direct the swarm to move as one. Okay. All right, so I tell the swarm, you know, go kill that one, please. Okay, that's the one that's uh, against mouse? Uh, the, unscathed the unscathed one. one. Yep, okay. That's five hits. Okay. If it helps, they do circle around. I do not like it when my drones get hurt. You can ask the last person who hurt my drone. <laughs> if you can find a morgue. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the drone starts swirling around this uh, one that's on Mouse. Uh, Mouse, you kind of, have, at this point, have ducked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they unload um, and get some, some good clean hits on it. The thing stumbles back and uh, doesn't fall over, but looks like it's about to. Um, All right. And as for you shooting the already wounded one, Okay. Uh, roll that at a plus two. All right. <laughs> two hits. Yeah. So uh, you walking uh, coolly as the uh, as the swarm is spinning around one uh, one enemy shooting it as it's like kind of dancing to avoid being shot. Uh, you raise Cashmere's uh, gun, level it at this one that's starting to stand up, clutching at the wounds in its chest, and uh, and you just go. And it drops down dead. And I say, his name was Red Two. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, mate! I had that one. <laughs> There's very few things I can shoot to death personally. Give me this one. <laughs> <sighs> You're right, mate. Cashmere, it's your turn. I'm going to cast Stunbolt at the one by Mouse. Okay, the unscathed one. I thought my swarm just shot. Oh, yeah, shit. he's no longer unscathed. He's he's shot a bit, yeah. He's shot a lot. A lot of it. <laughs> oh, so if I were to stunball him, it wouldn't compound on top of the physical damage. It, it gives him a lot more negative modifiers. Oh, well. Yeah. Don't you have a sort of psychic katana? I do. <laughs> I'm going to... I'm going to attack that one with my katana. All right. Uh, the one surrounded by drones? Yeah. Why not? Uh, so you zip forward uh, katana out and uh, roll... Um... Hooray for ancient family katanas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, seven hits and my astral limit is eight. Woo-hoo! So it looks like I get to count all those hits. Uh, all right. <laughs> astral Zoro. Yeah, you connect. Uh... <laughs> You uh, go zipping forward, you pull your uh, your katana back, and you pass through the ghoul, uh, slicing at it with your katana, shooting your astral form through its astral form, and you spin around and float in midair as the, uh, uh, to uh, everyone who's looking at it uh, physically, the ghoul just kind of stops and then crumbles to the ground. Uh, you, you in uh, Astral, because uh, you're kind of perceiving both, uh, Kashmir, you see as his uh, Astral form just like floats up in two halves and disappears. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, did you see that? I halved him. Yeah, that was really, that was really ripper. Saw the whole thing. No. <laughs> in a fight, can't talk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, me too, but come on. Uh, no, I didn't see it. <laughs> uh, the remaining two ghouls um, go sprinting forward, and uh, one uh, lunges at Mouse 
and the other lunges at Boomer. <laughs> I will also go full defense because I don't feel like getting eaten. Basically, if I just don't take damage ever. Uh, you went full defense, Boomer? Yeah. How many hits did you get? Six. Uh, and Mouse, you're edging your no hits roll? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'd re-roll the whole thing, right? Yep. Two hits. All right, Boomer. Uh, you've all been hyper-focused on protecting Mouse. Uh, so this one turns, and it's right at you, like about to like just bite a chunk out of your face. But when you turn, the flashlight on your chest uh, shines right at it, and it like like closes its eyes and like uh, kind of hesitates for just a second, long enough for you to kind of like shoulder charge it and push it back before it can claw at you. Mouse, you're hit. Um, yeah. So go ahead and roll... Uh, uh, damage. So. Damage, yeah. Eight. Okay, so you take one stun as uh, as what? Uh, as the uh, ghoul bites down on uh, your armored jacket, like on your actual arm. Seeing that the other the other one broke its teeth on your uh, on your cybernetic arm, it went for the other arm as you're stumbling back, and uh, the teeth just catches armored leather and doesn't penetrate through and uh, pierce you. Uh, next up is Mouse. One just bit me. Yeah, it did. It's still kind of like on your on your leather jacket biting. Cool. Down. So it's like biting my leather jacket. I'm going to punch it in the face and then deploy glitter. All right. Into its Woo-hoo. skull. All right. So you pull back your cybernetic arm, and in one fluid motion, you punch forward. Go ahead and uh, roll that attack. Five. All right, Mouse. You. uh, This guy is kind of on one on your 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 good arm, your real arm, and you pull back your silvered arm. In one fluid motion, you punch forward while triggering uh, the mechanism that releases your cybernetic sword out from uh, the top of your, basically the back of your hand, uh, just on the wrist there. And uh, right as your fist is colliding, the blade is shooting out and just goes right into the head of the ghoul that uh, immediately lets go of your arm as it slides off your sword dead. Oh, God! (laughs) Nice one! Oh, oh boy. That was cool. (laughs) Oh, Um, but you guys saw that! (laughs) (laughs) Uh... You guys continue to hear noises as you look down the tunnels and uh, another wave, for lack of a better word, Ugh. of ghouls comes running down the tunnels at you. Which tunnel? The tunnels that are still open. So uh, that's... How many tunnels collapsed? One, two? Two, I believe. Yeah. So four of the tunnels still have ghouls rushing out. Um, they're coming at you. You see them coming. You're all like kind of preparing, getting ready, and then you hear... <laughs> And they all stop and then um, scatter and boomer. run away. Boomer, boomer, yeah, I'm get the I, heavy machine I, gun. I, <laughs> we should run. Well, that one don't got the silver bullets. This one does. And I, uh, I load uh, the silver bullets into my uh, rifle. All right. We should run. Uh, so we head towards the shining place, yeah? We should run. <laughs> Do, uh, do we know approximately which direction that hideous, horrifying screech came from? No, it echoed too much. Oh, great. 
Let's run right straight toward it. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> I'm giving you guys three seconds to decide what you're doing before you roll initiative. Shiny place, shiny place, shiny place. I'm go. healing Aroga. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I think, run, good idea. Run and boomer in the back. Run backwards. <laughs> uh, backwards. Oh, I'm already so on it. So you guys all start bolting down uh, that tunnel as that's happening. Cashmere. Uh, 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 do I see everyone else running? Yeah, no, Cashmere, you, you like see it all happening. You hear them yelling it. So like Eraga and Kiraga have rejoined you and you're zipping down the tunnel while touching Eraga and casting heal. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead and cast that. Come on, baby. Post-edging. <laughs> okay, is that your last point of edge? No, it's, that's two. Okay, so you got one left. So I heal five. Yep. <laughs> As this is happening, I, uh, I swear a silent vow to myself. Uh, whoever did this to you, Red 2, will burn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys are running down the tunnel. I need you all to roll initiative for me. Boomer, what's your initiative? Yes, 21. Mouse, what's yours? 26. Bumbles? 20 for Bumbles. And uh, Cashmere? 16 for Cashmere. Oh. What about your spirits? Uh, Eraga gets 22. Kiraga gets 24. Okay. You guys are running down the tunnel, and as you're getting towards the end of this tunnel where there's a turn, left or right, you guys will have to decide whoever's in the lead. Uh, Boomer, you're in the back, kind of uh, covering the rear, and you see just sprinting towards you this tall, uh, disproportionately long-limbed uh, creature that uh, you've come to know as a harvester, uh, flying at you with supernatural speed, um, just sprinting long strides that take it even longer than you would physically think possible. As it comes, just like a, in a blink, it's like almost to you, uh, and it, it's just sprinting right at you. Uh, it has to hunch over to like stay uh, from like knocking its head on the top, and it's just. <laughs> coming right at you, uh, but it doesn't quite get to you. Mouse, you're up. Okay, um, how much noise is there? Uh, the noise is still uh, pretty tough uh, as you're closing in. Uh, it's staying about the same. You're basically, before noise reduction, you're sitting at a negative 15. I went in on that host. Okay. So I need a mark, which is hacking. Mm-hmm. All right, so four hits. Uh, you're running forward, uh, in the middle of the group, I presume, um, and, uh, you do the only thing you can think to do, uh, knowing that you can't hack a harvester, um, and you reach out in the matrix towards that host that you guys are hoping that you're running towards, mm -hmm. and, uh, you try to get a mark on it, you push Kreflin forward towards it, mm -hmm. and, uh, it doesn't get a mark on you, but you don't get a mark on it. Shit. Um, it's just, uh, right before you think you have it, you get, like, an error spoof, uh, that you have to, like, clear and retry again, and, uh, you didn't, you just... Didn't quite get it. <laughs> Kiraga goes. And Aeraga right after him. Kiraga casts fear. Alright. Yeah. Roll it up. That's full hits. Okay, uh, Kiraga, while continuing to keep pace with you, uh, in Asheville it's not that hard to keep pace with a bunch of people in meat space. Um, uh, so Aeraga turns and forms the leaves into like a large face and goes <laughs> at the uh, harvester, which goes right back at it and doesn't seem phased. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's Aeraga's turn. Okay, plan B. Aeraga casts accident. Okay. 
Uh, that's six hits on accident. All right, so Araga uh, kind of swoops and like spins around in like a uh, like an arcing motion, like showing the thing its belly, and uh, a wall of, of astral energy washes over the harvester, who uh, whose foot clips onto a pipe, and then the other foot lands soundly, and then the next foot lands soundly, and the next foot lands soundly, and it keeps coming at you. Oh God, seriously, with six hits, Boomer, you're up. I got a feeling this thing's probably going to catch up with us before we get anywhere. Oh, do you have that feeling? Yes. You blinked your eye and it was almost within arm's reach of you. I'm going to yell, uh, all right, keep running. Just ignore this. And I'm going to turn around and I'm going to full auto this thing right in the fucking face. Okay. With your... Complex full auto with my Yamaha Raiden. The one with the silver bullets. Yep. Yep. Go for it. And I'm also shining the UV light on it. Yeah, by turning, you have both the uh, the gun uh, flashlight and the uh, the one on your chest shining right at it. Oh, okay. Okay. It's boomer time. <laughs> <laughs> and I am so edging that. Uh, six hits. It's at a minus nine. Uh, so you connect. Uh, you uh -huh. turn, you shine both the chest light and the gun light at this thing. It squints in anger as the UV light hits it right in the face. Uh, you then full auto your gun. Uh, the thing seems to move to the side in an unnatural fashion, almost as if there's two of it for a second before the full motion, your eyes capture the rest of the motion as it gets to the side. Um, and you, for a second, you think you missed it. And then you see three very uh, clean hits in the thing's thigh. Um, and it's continuing to run at you and you're continuing to run backwards. <laughs> I can't even think of anything smart ass to say. <laughs> Bumbles, you're up. All right, so here's what I'm gonna do. The swarm, the noise skeetos are going to harass the fuck out of the harvester. Okay. They're gonna do their whole strobe lights and screeching now noises thing. Okay. Politically sandstorm. <laughs> um, while uh, Red Leader and Red Three will be as many as they can. How far away is Boomer from the harvester? Uh, almost within arm's reach. Just oh, shoot it! God damn it. What are you doing? I'll be fine. Can you survive a tunnel collapse, Boomer? Oh no, probably. <laughs> Good enough for me. <laughs> I will uh, launch as many grenades as I can, sort of above the harvester. All right, that's in an attempt two to grenades, right? Because you only have two right now. Yeah. Yeah. So in attempt to collapse the tunnel. Okay. What? Uh, roll. Go ahead and roll. <laughs> uh, let me know as well. Can I also on my turn, if I'm just commanding the swarm, pull out my uh, rating ten? explosive foam and just start spraying lime <laughs> next to me. Uh, you, you can get it ready to do that, but you can't actually use it. So you you, you spend your other simple action readying the uh, the foam spray. All right. It is two hits. Okay. Uh, you're shooting at an inanimate yeah, object. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not trying to hit the harvester so much. <laughs> um, but with two hits, it does scatter. We're going to die. It can only come closer or further. We're in a tunnel. Uh, luckily for you, it scatters only a little bit, and it scatters forward and to the right. So, <laughs> so effectively the same place you wanted it anyway. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, there was no backscatter. That was the important thing. <laughs> Good. Okay. <laughs> what did I do? Uh, oh, uh, Boomer, I need you to roll. <laughs> I need you to roll a damage resist test for me at a minus two, please. <sighs> oh man. Oh. oh, this is gonna be awesome. I got 10 successes before using Edge. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to waste Edge. Uh, this is just going to tickle. Okay, uh, so you take Jesus. two... You take two stun damage <laughs> as, the, uh, as the concussive blast of the grenades blowing up behind uh, above you. Uh, shit, roll it again. There's two grenades. No fucking way. 12, motherfucker! Yeah. So no damage from the next grenade. <laughs> uh, so yeah, as the both grenades blow up, uh, the concussive blast kind of like rings your head a little bit and gives you a little bit of stun, but otherwise you are unfazed. Um, so uh, now I need you to roll a dodge test for me. I think my plan may have worked. Uh, is this the attack from the dude thingy? No. This would be a dexterity saving throw from the collapsing tunnel possible (laughs) (laughs) oh come on you've been kind to me don't fuck me over now oh edge it edge it yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna edge that because this has been too cool to fuck up now (laughs) oh jesus yes six (laughs) so um after the concussive uh, force of the two grenades blowing up above you uh, kind of sh- rings your head, uh, you're already turning your back to the harvester and jumping forward uh, as you hear the of the tunnel collapsing around you. Um, it's not only collapsing in from the top, it's collapsing in from the sides. Um, uh, you leap forward, uh, a rock hits you in the shoulder, you stumble, uh, the, the cave-in is starting to get ahead of you, you're stepping, um, and you, you get a splash of water as, uh, as, um, you realize it's collapsing under the weight of some kind of water reserve above it, um, you hear... As the uh, as the harvester is uh, uh, getting hit with this rubble as well, uh, you step forward another step. A, a burst of uh, steam shoots out and hits you in the face. You spin to the side, stumble, fall over onto your side, and uh, combat roll over your shoulder as the rest of the ceiling collapses right an inch away from you. <laughs> oh uh. my god! And uh, and there's definitely like a of like uh, some water like like kind of spraying through one of the cracks until there's like a and it all settles and the water stops spraying. I, I look at Bumbles and I just say, huh, "Nice shot." Thanks. <laughs> I have a question. Did my noisquitos make it? Roll a maneuvering test for them. <laughs> uh, that is three. You uh. You look at Boomer, you look at your AR display, and you notice you are two drones. Or, yeah, two. And you notice you are two drones down. This is a bad place. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't, don't, th- thank you, Boomer. I, I'm, glad, I'm glad you made it. They died like warriors. It's the best death you can get. 
Uh, Boomer, you stand up dusting yourself off as you say that and then you feel something at your back and you turn around and you see the limp uh like two finger claw of the harvester uh just like twitching from what must be like nerve damage uh sticking out like barely not having cleared the uh collapse oh frag that was close (laughs) and i just walked back towards the party and that's where we'll end our session for today (laughs) (laughs) Holy fucking shit! This podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions. All rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, sponsored, or specifically approved by the Topps Company Incorporated. Shadowrun is a trademark of the Topps Company Incorporated. All rights reserved. Go to www.shadowruntabletop.com for more information.